The mirror test is this test that's done on animals to see if they're aware of their own existence. And basically they put, uh, it started in the 1970s where they paint a dot normally on their head or some part of their body. And then they put that animal in front of a mirror and they see if it scratches uh, or tries to scratch that white paint off or the dot off. Because if they recognize that they're the same um, being that's in the mirror, they recognize it's themselves and that they've got a mark on themselves that's not normally there. Uh, whereas if uh, they don't, they assume that themselves in a reflection is just another uh, magpie or elephant or dolphin. And then there's some of the animals that have been able to um, do it that I just mentioned there, dolphins, uh, magpies, elephants. There's a whole stack. It's not super important which ones, obviously. What's interesting is this uh, yardstick for self-awareness. All right, so you're back, obviously, on the With Joey B podcast and hear self-awareness and being more in tune of what's going on with ourselves in the relation to the world around us is a very big focus. I love the mirror test because obviously we all exceed um, that, that level of self-awareness that the mirror test is looking for, which is basically, do you recognize that you are an independent being? And there is a case that a lot of psychological theorists and developmental theorists believe that when we're actually infants, we actually struggle to identify that the infant, our body is separate to the outside world. We actually think we're attached to our mother and the objects we see around us. So there's a lot of school of thought, schools of thought around that, which is the basis of a lot of attachment theory. So that gets really deep. Though, what, okay, so what we do know is that most of us are very aware that we exist. Um, but then the question we've been asked on this podcast a lot, especially that passenger seat, driver seat conversation from way back when, is how aware are we? you know, of ourselves. So we have probably what you could call problematic self-awareness. So even the uh, the magpie and, and the dolphin, the elephants, right? They're, so they can recognize the dot on their head, but they don't really have social problems, right? They don't have, uh, they probably don't have many arguments. They probably don't have career dissatisfaction, right? Um, they probably don't have mental health problems. I don't know, maybe captive animals might uh, have something similar to that. It's really hard to fully understand but we know that they're not as socially complex certain animals do have a lot of obviously social dynamics um a lot of studies on chimps and um, apes and all that sort of thing obviously because they're so close to us in the in the grand scheme of things but unlike yeah unlike these animals we have a bit more we have this acute kind of self-awareness where it's enough to feel down it's a lot to look at our neighbor and see that they have more than us to be threatened by other people's success to be insecure, to have, we have a big conceptualization around mental illnesses and all the things we can suffer from. So it's kind of all this stuff, if we weren't really aware of ourselves, it's like the dog always looks happy, right? So if we had a kind of lesser self-awareness, then would that be a bit of a relief? And something that Anthony DeMello's writing features a lot of, it's like a snake can't be anything apart from itself. A dove can't be anything apart from itself and ever plays or acts. The downside is that you know, they don't get much of a foothold in their whole natural selection game and they're, they're out in the wild and they're prey and it's very hard for them to hide. So we have this uh, problem that we have, we're self-aware enough to kind of boost our odds of surviving and build, build um, cities and systems and dependable food supply and protect ourselves from the outside. But we're, we're more self-aware, we're aware of more and then we can perceive more of what we're missing out on, what parts of life we're low on or whatever it is, right? comparing ourselves to our neighbors and our friends and everything like that. 
And so it's this bind. And I guess if you're looking at this hierarchy of self-awareness, I think the mirror test, the problem is there's not really, we can't, it's not really feasible for us to head back in the other direction, right? We can't really reduce our self-awareness and perception, our social perception, back down to the level of a dolphin um, or, or an elephant or a magpie, right? The ignorance is bliss. It's probably, I think we've found, not a real good approach. It puts stuff out of mind. And that's why, even though there's some real deep philosophical concepts and self-awareness concepts and it's a cold, there's some cold, hard truths at times, uh, in my perspective, and based on which is only based on my experience, I kind of think being in the middle doesn't work. You can't really head the other way back towards the mirror test level of self-awareness and self-reflection. Uh, you might as well go deeper. You might as well go deeper and take breaks from it. And that's why I feel like self-awareness is a pursuit that has limited downside. And, and that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to basically learn more about ourselves. So put it this way. Has it ever been a disadvantage knowing, uh, knowing more about your pet, for example? Like why your pet might be upset or why it might act in a certain way or act out in a certain way. Has it ever been a disadvantage knowing more? And uh, which is, I guess, different to looking too hard into things. But then, you know, has it been a disadvantage understanding? I probably use the word understanding rather than knowing more. Has it been a disadvantage understanding your friends? Has it ever been a disadvantage understanding more about your family, about your romantic partner, about the way we relate to one another in general? Has it ever been a disadvantage understanding more about the industry you work in? And, you know, whether you're a builder, whether you're maybe a physiotherapist, maybe if you work in computer and IT, maybe you're a podcaster like me. Uh, has it ever been a disadvantage understanding, not having more knowledge and information per se, but actually understanding the game? or the way the system or the person works. And normally it's not. I mean, I very relatable example, I just think about my mother. <laughs> you know, when I'm when I'm young, I don't have as much life experience. I've only got the lens of a teenager. I don't understand the dynamics of being older or of being a parent. And we all have somewhat similar experiences, but you know, being frustrated, you always get frustrated at your parents for things. Over time though, I've just grown to appreciate adults and parents and especially my parents even more as I understand more and more of what drives their behavior and where their behavior comes from especially as you've seen from the podcast I'm intent on learning a lot about psychology and behavior and that helps me of course understand more about my family and my relationships with my family uh, are enriched or that there's more clarity in there because I understand where they're coming from and why they do certain things things that might have frustrated me in the past um you know, are shone in a different light. Might get sympathy or just more understanding and empathy from me. It gives me more patience to deal with things. So understanding, not throwing excess knowledge in the way and trying to look too hard into things, which I've seen people do, which I've done as well, um, staring the devil in the eyes, so to speak. But understanding people and dynamics around us normally gives us an advantage, right? If you understand more about the sport you love, like basketball, you probably get better at basketball. So the same principle I expect holds true for ourselves. 
understanding more about you. Not a mess of knowledge and noise, but when you get when you remove the noise and you get the informa- the useful information, that understanding is normally very helpful. And uh, I didn't budget for this, but I'm trying to think of just a a personal example. But I guess all the personal examples have kind of been littered throughout this um, podcast. For example. Uh, knowing my minimum viable lifestyle is one of the easy ones because that was the first episodes properly did. Um, knowing, you know, how much income I really need to have a good life and then therefore once I've got that, I can actually focus my time on things I love and enjoy pursuing most and still plan for some financial upside in life. Uh, you know, the whole Astro the Dog, the pleasure treadmill, understanding how uh, pleasure treadmill is great. I was just talking about that with someone the other day about how the difference between pleasure and fulfillment right pleasure is short term and it, and it fades and you know because we're we're homeostatic we come back to a baseline so i've talked about all that stuff and that's really helpful because when i'm going through things now i'll be like oh i'm in the pleasure treadmill at the moment which means i probably need more fulfillment whereas before when you when there's a lack of understanding you think i don't really know what i'm going through right now i feel shit all the time what's going on and um, once you can kind of identify it clearer you can respond better more proactively and that's why I think uh, more self-awareness has not really any downside. And I've got a blog post. I haven't made a podcast on this yet, but the self-awareness web. And if you Google Joe Eby, the self-awareness web, you'll see where all the areas of life I think self-awareness kind of filters into and why a lot of the people you probably admire, public figures or, or even people just known to you, probably do have a very sophisticated sense of self-awareness. So some of the things that, so obviously the podcast is very much always driven by that. But if you want some other resources, because it really is nice to mix it up and get some new perspectives every now and then, I repeatedly uh, <laughs> advertise the work of Anthony DeMello long since he's passed, um, especially the book Awareness. He also has a great book, Way to Love, which is fantastic as well. The Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield, amazing book, referred to me by uh, the same friend that referred Awareness, and so thanks thanks to that friend. Um, that's an incredible resource. I would also say um, very different because those are certainly more spiritual, philosophical, but Mindset by Carol Dweck, phenomenal book, very popular, very well known, very psychological perspective and academic and research-based, phenomenal insight into yeah, and those yeah, those books will get you a long way. Um, I can I can assure you, and there, there there are others, but they're certainly amazing resources to get to know yourself better. Because yeah, we can't can't take ourselves. It's very hard to take our self awareness back. It's the Matrix. Once you've seen it, you know. So what are you going to do? You're going to learn how to play the Matrix well and change it if it's so um, ugly. You're going to change it. So that's your reflection. You can. Find to disagree with me. Um, do you see any harm in knowing more? And uh, I would argue, though, if you reflect on that, just because something's painful, and I've certainly had that, doesn't mean it's uh, bad to know because exercise is painful in the short term but beneficial in the long run. So do you see any harm? Um, but, yeah, thank you for tuning in again to the With Joe Weeby podcast. Don't forget, um, the blog is available, www.withjoeweeby.com forward slash blog. Uh, but we'll be back in tomorrow. They're daily podcast episodes. They're going to keep coming that way. We're talking at the moment a lot about the I and who we are. So just remember the point of opening all these doors is to help open doors for others too because the best way to open a thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others. See you again tomorrow.